Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. <sighs> Mondays just became Mondays. Mondays just got more exciting. Powerball now draws three days a week Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim. What's good, reviewers? It's your man, Benny Blue, and football season is back, and we want to make sure we touch as many new reviewers as possible, and we need your help to do it. So please, go to iTunes right now. Give us a five-star rating. That helps us climb the charts and make sure we reach as many savages out there from sea to shining sea. If you don't have iTunes, you can also check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, CastBox, and iHeartRadio. And also make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well and follow us at JB and Benny Blue on all social media. Five-star rate us on iTunes now. What's good, reviewers? This episode of the JB and Benny Blue Review is brought to you by our friends at Snow CBD. Naturally enhance your life with premium CBD by Snow, formulated for stress relief, pain relief, better sleep, and much more. Learn all about it at snowcbd.com. That's S-N-O-C-B-D.com. And use code the review. that's the review for 10% off all products and free shipping. Five, four, three, two, one. Reviewers, what is good? With your motherfucking selves. It is. Yo. JB and Benny Review. <laughs> what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Fine people of the Review a family. How are you? How's your mother? How's your father? Appreciate you rocking with us. You know what I'm saying? Episode 138 of this fine podcast. Uh, you can find us, of course. 138. Three, wow. You know what I'm saying? Jeez. Clocking them numbers. Clocking them numbers. And we're yeah. back to clock another one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Punching that clock. Getting this work in for you. The reviewers, uh, you can find us at JB and Benny Blue on all social media. Uh, JB and Benny Blue Review.com for all past episodes. Put that slash merch, copy t shirt, hoodie, dad hat, coffee mug, all that good shit, whatever you all need. That, all that, all that, all you know that. And we are on all streaming platforms. That's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Castbox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, full episodes on YouTube. Basically, anywhere you can get a podcast, damn it, you can find us. Uh, so that's right. who we are, uh, Mr. Bridges. How are you feeling on this fine uh, Sunday early afternoon, my good man? Man, it is a blessed another it is another beautiful day in Zamunda, goddamn it! All right, that's how I'm feeling. It's amazing. It's a wonderful day. It's a beautiful day in the motherfucking desert. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, it is a wonderful day. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's about seventy-five degrees. Ooh, a balmy seventy-five. Right, not a cloud in the sky. All right, some dillies, some dillies going down. Yep. Football being played, and I'm talking to one of my favorite people in the entire universe, hey. my brother, Mr. Benjamin Ben 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 Benefred Ryan Smith the third. All right, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing well, and the and the and the feelings mutual, sir. Because damn it, when we when we get on the whether it's on the phone in person or on the MIC, uh, as you say, we come with that good dope. And uh, today is no exception because reviewers today, our episode today is a little bit different. We still are going to do a bit of savage picks here uh, in the second half here. So stick around for that after a special advertisement announcement. But there have been some things going on here in these football streets. Uh, A couple major things to talk about. And as you saw, again, if you follow us on Instagram, uh, you already know JB has some things to say and some likely some wisdom to impart to you, the reviewers who may have been casually watching it and may not know what's happening. So let's break down exactly kind of right. what we're talking about. So 
for those uh, for those uh, who are watching on Thursday Night Football, it was the Steelers at the Browns. Steelers ended up, or Browns rather, ended up winning twenty-one to seven. And toward the very end, and I literally mean the very end of the game, there was an incident. Fourteen seconds. Yeah, exactly. There was a incident primarily between defensive end Miles Garrett for the Browns and backup now starting quarterback uh, for the Steelers, Mason Rudolph. Now, just to set the context, uh, the play w- the play was being blown dead. Miles Garrett was um, taking Mason to the ground a little, a kind of a little extra considering where they were at in the game. So they start getting into a tussle on the ground, and uh, Mason Rudolph starts trying to pull Miles Garrett's helmet off of his head. Right, but Miles has still got a hold of him. So they're definitely they're definitely getting into a, into a little scrum. Nothing really out of the ordinary, especially for rival teams. You know what I mean? Nothing really out of the ordinary. Then uh, some of the linemen naturally come over to start defending their quarterback because, as JB knows, that's what you do, right? They're trying to get their guy up, but they're still in the tussle. Mason ends up trying to kick him in the balls. Uh, they're still doing the whole thing, and as they come up, they come you up. Need it. Miles, he doesn't try. He exactly. Him. Yeah, yeah. He got him. He got him. He got him. He, he, catches, he, catches, he, catches, he catches him real smooth. Yep, exactly. So as they're coming up, Miles Garrett gets the helmet off of Mason, and they're still and 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 at this point, at this point, uh, someone someone put it. It, it was like it was like a great Dane against a Chihuahua. Uh, Mason Rudolph was in there yipping and yapping, and he's 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 trying he's trying to come collect more of the smoke, as they say. So uh, he wore it exactly, and in the, and in the big in the big heat of the moment action that got all the press, that's when Miles ripped off had had his helmet and then he swung it and hit Mason in the head. And we didn't catch him with the crown part of the helmet when he hit him with it. He caught it with the more padding of it. Still, whack the dude with the helmet. Obviously, you know, shit starts breaking out. Uh, fucking Pouncey tried to mash him out like old boy at the MGM Grand the night Tupac got killed. Oh, yeah. Like it was it was it was that oh, yeah. type of shit. Um, you know, Mason Rudolph sitting there doing the whole what the fuck routine to the ref. Ogan Joby comes up from behind, pushes him, and it's this whole thing that happens. So that's the basically the nuts and bolts of happened. So we're just going to break down the results of that. Miles Garrett suspended indefinitely, at least for the season and playoffs. Uh, Ogan Joby got one game for the push. Pouncey got three. I believe there there are appeals uh, for at least the Ogan Joby in the in the Pouncey suspension. I'm not sure for Miles Garrett. Uh, Rudolph got fined, but as of yet has not been suspended, which is a topic of a topic of discussion amongst most. Um, couple of things on this. Number one, um, people are saying this is the worst thing I've ever seen on a football field. I'm not going to go that far. Uh, I've seen a lot of bad shit, and as JB knows, and anybody who's ever watched an episode of Hard Knocks, I've seen I've seen shit like that happen in Hard Knocks. I'm not saying it's the right, but shit like that right, happens. Exactly. So people are like, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen." Cutting their WWE promo. It's not. Stop it. Like, especially if you've been watching football for many years, it's not a good thing, but it's not the worst thing you've ever seen. Um, Also, too, um, like Mason Rudolph definitely deserves to be suspended. He at least should get two, three games, I think, for for his participation in it. And ultimately, I think people um, I think it's very it's very interesting because we we tend to throw our middle finger up to a lot of these debate shows as their OG reviewers know. And you can tell, JB, right. when some of these cats are literally in these production meetings and saying, how about you argue this side of the point and I'll argue this side of the point, even if they don't believe right. in the shit. And you can feel it coming out of the camera. Um, so anyway, I've, I've set the stage enough. I know uh, Dr. Jeremy Eugene Bridges, the third Esquire, is, uh, has something to say about this. And we are going to let him burn on a patented edition of JB's burning segment. The floor is yours, my good man. 
Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, so many so eloquently, you know, broke down a lot of the particulars. Uh, some key points I want to make, right? Uh, what Miles Garrett did was a football play, all right? Yeah, it was 14 seconds left in the game, but who the fuck says you're supposed to stop because you're winning and it's a football play. He tackled the dude, his face went in his chest. He didn't drive him to the ground like he could have. He rolled over on top of him in an attempt to get off of the young man, all right? This is when everything started. There was not a scrum on the ground, Benny. Mason Rudolph was tired of getting his ass kicked all game and running for his life, so he starts shit with Miles Garrett, who's attempting to get off of him. If you watch the video, the whole video, which they don't never show on ESPN because they're trying to paint a narrative of how horrible Miles Garrett is, right? Rudolph attempts to twist Miles Garrett's head. He not a he does twist his helmet to the, to the point where if you guys are watching this on YouTube, Miles Garrett's face is facing his shoulder in his helmet. He tries to pull his helmet off. This is Rudolph doing all of these things while Miles Garrett is attempting to get off of him. In the attempt to get off of him, Rudolph kicks him in the nuts. He kneed him in the nuts one time. And he, once Garrett got up, he kicked him in the nuts. All right, two connections. All right at this point, Miles Garrett is like, "Well, you know, woke the motherfucker. Hey, look, Tiger's out the cage now." So he snatches his helmet off. Okay, all right, all in, all in. You know, what I'm saying in defense, in my book. Mm-hmm. All right, he's at this point, he's defending himself. Now he's mad. Now he's like, "Okay, this is what we doing?" He, you know, snatches his helmet off. At that point, at that point, David Castro steps in, starts to take Miles Garrett away from the situation. Now trying to fight Miles Garrett. Not pushing Miles Garrett, he's attempting to remove him from the situation. Miles Garrett is in compliance. He ain't arguing. He's not arguing with the Castro. He's not bitching. He's not fighting. He's not trying to fight them Castro. None of that shit. All right? He's in compliance. He's backing up. The helmet is in his right hand. Meanwhile, you said earlier, Mr. Rudolph wanted all the smoke. Right? He gets off the ground, screaming and hollering, belligerent, mad, angry, face all distorted. He's running. Running, running towards Miles Garrett, who is being restrained by David Castro. I don't like to say restrained. He, he was being pulled back out of the situation by the Castro, right? Mason Rudolph gets to him and he punches him in the nuts again. They don't want to show that on ESPN again because they're painting the narrative about how horrible Miles Garrett is. Now, Miles Garrett then gets upset and he swings the fucking helmet and he hits the kid in the head. Now, what Miles Garrett did was retaliating from getting attacked, right? Now, and I don't care what nobody says, you watch the tape, the tape don't fucking lie, right? He retaliated from getting attacked. Okay, but see, here's the problem. I don't condone him swinging a helmet and hitting the man in the head with it, right? I don't condone that, right? Now, if he just fucking put the helmet down and just rocked him one time in the jaw, you know what I'm saying, with a clean right cross, I'd be like, you know what? You got what the fuck you deserve. You know what I'm saying? You got exactly what the fuck you deserve because your ass kept coming for it. You want all the smoke? Here's the smoke, buddy. All right? The helmet, the helmet thing, mm, way too much, and I get it. He could have really injured that man. I'm not going to say anything criminal, all right, because that's that's one point that these assholes on TV are saying. But at this point, it, uh, the Miles, I'm, I'm Mason Rudolph, and his, his, his people just consider pressing charges. That's assault. James Harrison, he tweeted, that's assault. Uh, six months, and then with a weapon, it's a year. Uh, like, seriously, bro, 
This is football, right? This is football. I don't see motherfuckers get their fucking shit rocked, right? So if what Miles Garrett did is assault, then what Pouncey did is assault as well, all right? Both of them are aggravated assault in court. We're not going to take this shit to court, all right? We're not going to take it to the fucking law. We're not going to do none of that shit. See, here's my problem with the whole situation, man. The way the ESPN betrayed it, it was the poor, helpless little white quarterback versus this big, angry nigga. And that's the way that they're trying to betray it, right? And that's what I don't like. Hey, Miles Garrett fucked up. Yeah, he deserved to be suspended. He did some shit, some heinous shit. I was fucking. He hit a motherfucking head with a helmet. He should have dropped the helmet and punched him in his fucking head. That's what he should have did. All right, that's what I would have did. I wouldn't swore no fucking helmet at the kid. I'd have dropped that bitch and I'd have tattooed his ass right in his fucking face, trying to break his nose. That would have been a problem. I promise you this. That would have been a fucking problem. Okay? So this is why I'm upset about the situation. They attacked that man. They, they attacked his character. And then, they, of course, they start showing his rap sheet. Well, Miles Garrett's been fined uh, three times this year. His, his, his behavior is becoming whatever, whatever. And they show, the, the, they show him he threw a right cross at Delaney Walker at one point. And he had a couple of um, unsportsmanlike conducts versus the Jets when he was quote unquote taking Darnold down to the ground or whoever quarterback was. I think it was the backup quarterback at that time. Here's the problem. It was an isolated incident. It happened. All right? Guys got fine like he just broke down. Rudolph started this shit. He started all of it. He started it and he continued it. He was the aggressor, right? He was the aggressor. So there's no way in hell that that young man shouldn't be fined. One, so he got fined and suspended. Just like everybody else that was involved in the fight. Because there were blows being thrown on his side. I don't give a fuck what, 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 what the significance of the blow was. There were blows being thrown from him. And again, he's the one that kept this shit going. Then to top it all off, man. Then to top it all off. Like a typical fucking Trump supporter. Like a typical bitch-ass motherfucking frat boy, white boy, private school bitch. He plays the victim. Throws his hand up, looking around. Did you see that? He hit me in the head with a helmet. But see, nobody says, did you see that? I kicked him in the nuts. Twice. Right. And then I punched him in the fucking nuts. I probably, he liked to look like he grabbed and twisted. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? That This is a problem to me, right? And, and again, fuck ESPN. Like they gave you the fat dick. <laughs> and everybody that was sitting on Get Up, and all these fucking Uncle Tom ass motherfucking puppets that they brought in to talk about the situation and how horrible it was. Charles Woodson, God bless your soul, from your Michigan Wolverine. You know what Charles Woodson tweeted? Mm-hmm. Before all this shit went out, right after the incident, because of course I went to, I ran to Twitter. <laughs> Charles Woodson tweeted, can we please look at this from both sides? Really shit ever spoke. Underrated tweet, as they say. Really shit ever spoke. There's two sides to every story. Really, there's three, three sides, sides to every story. There's his side, his side, and then there's the truth. Well, the truth is on the fucking film when you watch the entire, right. you watch the situation in its entirety, that's when you see the truth. All right? You see who's the antagonist. You see who's the aggressor. You see the man who committed the heinous act attempting to back away from the shit. It was over in Miles Garrett's mind. 
it was over. When him and the Castro were standing there and Mason Rudolph was charging, it was over. Right. Until round two and Mason, and Mason Rudolph mine. Right. Now, O'Glovier, whatever the fuck his name was, that was some bullshit. That was weak as fuck. You just run up and push the man in the back for what? You know what I'm saying? I know you, you know, you, you just you just trying to get out because your boy, you know what I'm saying, into it. You trying to fall in. You know, fuck that pump. You don't, you don't run up behind nobody and push nobody in the back. You know what I'm saying? That ain't what you do. All right, so for him, that was some weak shit, right? But all things considered, the situation was was wild. Mm-hmm. That's the word I'm gonna use. The shit was wild. But I don't like the fact that the NFL is not coming after Rudolph the way they came after everybody else, right? And everybody, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be some people listening. They'll be like, well, you gotta make it a racial thing. I ain't making it racial. That's the fucking world we live in, mm-hmm. right? And if you if you are, are are naive or stupid enough to think that race does not spill into the NFL, you're fucking crazy. Because there's a young man named Colin Kaepernick that still doesn't have a fucking job because he took a knee for social injustice. Right now, everybody who's listening to the podcast knows how I feel about that situation. All right, I'm not sure exactly what the fuck Colin Kaepernick's motives are anymore. I don't know what the fuck he's trying to do anymore. I really don't. So this, it brings up a question to me. And I've been thinking about this shit, right? I've been going back and forth in my brain as to whether I should say it or not. But you know how I am. I'm going to fucking say it. If Lamar Jackson was in Mason Rudolph's situation, and it was fucking, let's say, Wolf from Denver, who's a wild boy defensive line, mm-hmm. right? Let's say the situation happened in reverse. Would the same thing be going on? Right. 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 Would the same thing be happening right now? Yeah. Would, would it be, oh, woe is me? Would it be, oh my God, I can't believe that this big old angry white man hit this poor defensive black kid in the helmet with in the head with a helmet? They would have been like, look at Lamar Jackson just attacking Wolf, and Wolf reacted by reacted by hitting him with a helmet. That's what the fucking story would have right. said. That would have been the narrative. I can't believe how aggressive Lamar Jackson is in this situation. I look at how he's constantly attacking him. Uh, Wolf is just trying to back away from the situation. Right. Yeah, he hit him with the helmet, but he was uh, trying to attack him. Yeah, the one I, I, I heard. I heard someone say it. The, the actual the, the the reverse that they used was Nick Nick Bosa because he he's dominant at his position and he's a MAGA person. And Lamar Jackson was the one that I heard I heard used out. If it were reversed, right. there were Nick Bosa like right. physically dominating him, being the quarterback and the bigger man, and then that whole thing happens and he right. whacks him with the helmet. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I think to, to touch on a couple of your points before we move in, into into um, into Colin, which is important. Um, I think that that that's definitely part of it, but I think it's the like to your point when you when you have the conversation, people say, "Oh, are you making it a race thing?" It's because it's a byproduct of the circumstances. So the re- the right, big the right. bigger issue that 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 kind of tricky that kind of it kind of pulls from is the is the main point that you made was the lack of context, the the positioning of the narrative, and the byproduct of that was. Mason Rudolph throwing his hands up on the field. Mason Rudolph going into the right. press conference saying, "Oh well, that was a coward move." And the problem is, and, be, and, and the problem is because of what Miles Garrett did in terms of the severity of the the act of it, it made everybody completely zero in on that, and they didn't focus right. on 
the rest of the stuff. To be honest with you, I think the most fucked up thing, even though I get what Pouncey was doing, like Pouncey was legit trying to mash him out. Like he was trying to stop. He, oh, yeah. Like Pouncey was trying to stomp Pouncey, him out. Pouncey kicked yeah. him twice. He kicked him twice with cleats yeah. on. Yeah, Pouncey, Pouncey like, was legit trying to stomp him, him out. In, in the head. Mm-hmm. He kicked him in the yeah. head twice with cleats yeah. on. Now, mind you, he had his helmet on, but at the same time, it was like, what the fuck are you doing? Right, like that, like he, like to be honest with you, like pe- people were trying to use like the thug and the street narrative, like he was the one who took it to that point the most, because I mean, let, let's keep it real, let's, let's be honest, for whatever, for whatever you want to, for whatever you want to say about Miles Garrett, and by all accounts, off the field, he, he seems like about as good of a dude as you could hope for, and you know, maybe, maybe he had, right. maybe he has his little, his little anger stuff, but I mean, look at the position that he plays. At the end of the day, Miles Miles Garrett is not a street dude. Let's just let's just keep it what it is. Like my, my to be honest with you, Miles Garrett Miles Garrett is a super athlete, is a nerd trapped in a super athlete's body. Like that's his personality. Like he's not a Big street time. dude. He's he's fucking he's fucking Harry Potter trapped in fucking Booker T's body. <laughs> That's what the fuck he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, that's about as good, like, that's about as close as we're gonna get on that. No, I, 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 I agree. Good analysis. You, yeah, that's a good comparison yeah. you can get. But, right? Pounce, but so, on the other side of the coin, Pouncey, you could tell like Pouncey is the type of cat that probably, if you try him out like on a bar or a lounge or a club, he, he, oh, he, you go he's probably not gonna back down. So like it's just him and his him and look, him and look, to your point, really, him and his brother. Him and his brother, <laughs> them boys, wild. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't the first time that Pouncey's got into an altercation, a physical altercation with somebody on the football right. field, right? No, I'm not, you know, hey, whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? The heat of the moment, shit happens. I'm, you talking talk to a dude, you know what I'm saying, who has gotten all kind of fucking penalties for shoving the fuck out of people late and, like, hands and people, like, whatever. Right. Like, the, the, the late, the late great Will Smith, God rest his soul, like I gave I gave this dude a, a three-piece in a playoff game because, you know what I'm saying, of the pandemonium that was going on. And I thought he pushed me in the back, so I turned around and I just gave him three. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it happens. Like rage, the anger. And for him to see that, his his boy gets hit with a helmet. Okay, yeah, you know. Yeah, okay. So I'm not saying that what what um Pouncey did was correct. Right. But you understand why he and I'm did not saying it. That. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I understand. It, but but at the same time, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and this is a great point that people don't even want to understand. Pouncey is doing the same thing that Miles Garrett did. He was reacting, right? He was defending himself, right? And so in Pouncey's situation, he was defending his boy, but it was reactive, right? right. Exactly. It was reactive. Exactly. Neither one of them were the, were the, were the antagonist. They were reacting to something that had happened. And that, so, yes. and that is that, and th- and that's that's the key word, and how and how we can hopefully be able to frame this for the reviewers, so they they look at this, uh, they look at this when they look back at this a year, five years, ten years from now, because Lord knows they're going to find ways to talk about, it, especially on these damn talking head shows. That's the number oh, yeah, one key yeah. word is the reaction, because in some form or fashion, everybody involved was doing what they were doing off of a reaction. All that we are asking for is fairness in the punishment and the view of what happened. That's it. See, I'm, 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 I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to change what you said, though. I'm, 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 I'm going to change what you said, though, because Rudolph wasn't reacting to shit. Well, he's reacting... No, he but I, he's reacting to his ass kick. That's what I mean. He was getting mashed out. And I'm, talking, I'm, talking, I'm talking about on the ground. Right. Yeah, exactly. So on, on the ground, he starts acting a fucking complete nut. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because 
I guess you're right. He's tired. He was he's reacting tired to get mashed up. I, 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 I said it. I said it earlier. Like, I said it earlier. So he was tired of getting his ass with the entire game. Exactly. That's what the fuck was happening. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Dude. You're exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So like the all all we're saying is don't don't paint the narrative or don't try to make a decision without the context. Was was technically what Mason Rudolph did as bad as what Miles Garrett did ultimately? Technically, no. But at the end of the day, you can't just be like, oh, pay us you know, 25000 and that's it. No, man. You got you to right. be gone for a solid three, four games. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah we got to get him out of that four games. You know, at, least, at least two yeah. games, man. At least two games. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, he's the one who started this whole fucking game. Exactly. exactly. Uh, speaking of not being available uh, for games, so the big story, and oddly yeah. enough, the, NF- the NFL has a weird way, JB, as you know, especially now that you're, in, you're into your retired years. Uh, with this whole Goodell era where it, it seems like one major thing happens and then another thing right after that happens to kind of cover up the, the, the smell yeah, right. of the other thing. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right, so even right, before this right. goddamn game, it, w- it was confirmed that the NFL had arranged a workout available to all 32 teams at the Falcons facility right. in Atlanta. And that the workout has occurred, but not quite the way it was planned. So... Colin Kaepernick right. and his team moved it to a local high school. The big two discrepancies were this: number one, Colin wanted to wanted to have his team be able to to film it because he didn't trust the NFL in terms of how they're going to film it, how they're going to edit it, and how they're going to distribute it to the right. other team. Right. The other thing right. was this this liability waiver, which I have a section of now, and I'll, I'll read that to you. And uh, from paragraph number two of this so-called liability waiver, it says, Player acknowledges that he has been made no promise of employment and understands that his participation in the workout does not constitute employment by any of the released parties, but desires to participate in the workout voluntarily in order to be considered for possible future employment. Player further acknowledges that his participation in the workout does not guarantee that the player will be offered employment by any of the released parties. Release meaning whoever did signed off to be there at this right, time. Exactly. And apparently he didn't agree right. with that. So ultimately he had 25 teams allegedly at the Falcons facility. And then he moved it to the high school where there was eight teams there. I saw some of the live stream. He had a pretty decent deep ball. I didn't really see enough of it to show off like what his, all right. of his capabilities other than him being able to throw some decent routes. So that's kind of where we're at. So first of all, did you pay attention to any of this? Did you see any of the workout? And if you did, where where do you think where do you think we're at with with this shit now? With this whole saga? Listen, first of all, I don't doubt that Colin Kaepernick can play football in the NFL. I mean he did it for right. years before the whole incident with him kneeling uh, and then getting blackballed and then about the NFL. I don't doubt that he can play football. That that's not I don't you know the workout for me was not you know and, and I think it was you know it was, it was some honey gutter, you know what I'm saying? Because why make the man work out? You know what I'm saying? You know this man can play football. You know he's in certain shape. All right, so you did. Right? So the NFL did. Now, what you just read me was, and, and I thought, you know, when I heard liability, I'm thinking liability. I'm like, you know, so I'm thinking, like, you know, liability clause. I'm like, okay, so what the fuck is they trying to do now? You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking there's some sidewinding shit. That's just business. Right? That's the NFL covering their ass because if it all boils down to it, the NFL is a business. Right? So what they're asking Colin Kaepernick, what they're telling Colin Kaepernick is this. Hey, you're not going to go back and sue us. That's what they're saying. You're not going to go, you're not going to sue us. If you don't get employed, you're not, you're not going to be able to come back and sue us. 
That's what that life of liability calls for. Now, him not signing it, again, like I said earlier, I don't know what the fuck Colin Kaepernick's intentions are. I don't know what he wants to do. Right? I don't know, you know, like, you, his buddy, his partner in crime, Eric Reed, right, who's always saying something to somebody about Cap, right? Always saying some shit about Kaepernick and what Kaepernick did. Eric Reed, yeah, Eric Reed, yeah. Right? Yeah, Eric Reed, yeah, the safety for the Carolina Panthers, who was with him in San Francisco, and both of them got, basically got released, you know what I'm saying, before, before Neil, right. basically, right? Well, see, here's the thing. Eric Reed, he's in the NFL. Yeah. And right? talk shit about the NFL he's, and still collects an right. NFL and, t- and constantly talk shit about the NFL, but he's cashing that motherfucking check every goddamn Tuesday, right? That motherfucker is hitting his direct deposit every fucking Tuesday, right? So... He had to go through a process, right, to get to the NFL. Somebody had to trust him and say, okay, you know, we're going to bring this kid back. Uh, you know, he's a ball player. We know he can play the game. We know he's good. I understand he has, you know, he, he did what he believed in. Hey, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing about Colin Kaepernick's situation is that you refuse to sign up like the liability call. You move the workout. So some team, these teams can't see you now. You know what I'm saying? Because teams are like, fucking me. You're gonna go home, you know what I'm saying, and shit. Then, now you're, you're, you're making yourself look problematic again. Right? So here's the question. Again, like I said, I don't know what the fuck kind of character they want to do now. Do you want to work? Do you really want to play in this NFL? Right? I mean, I get it. You've been through what you've been through. But you're the one that's continuously pumping to try to get in the NFL. And the NFL ain't gonna fucking change. They're not. They're not gonna fucking change for you. They're just not, bro. Like, who the, who, who the fuck are you? That's what I wanna know. That, that's the question. You know what I'm saying? In the words of John Legend, who do you think you are? Right? Who do you think you are? Right? You you ain't no more special than anybody that's ever played or is gonna play in this fucking NFL. So either you don't wanna be an NFL football player or you do. And if you do, like any other fucking business that you're going to work for, because that's what the NFL is. It's not a, it's not free reign. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's not an equal opportunity company. It's not. It is employee, boss. Just like if you work for fucking T-Mobile. It's employee, boss. I'm about to break this shit down to y'all again, like I said back in the day when this, when this whole shit first happened years ago. Right. We were talking about this shit three years ago. If little Johnny Starbucks goes into Starbucks with a fucking a shirt on that says anything, whatever, I stand with Cap, I kneel with Cap. So he's out of uniform at Starbucks, right? right? He's out of uniform. That is conduct detrimental to work. That's insubordination. The manager comes to little Johnny, hey, where's the Starbucks shirt? Um, I'm just tired of protesting what I feel. That's my constitutional right. You're right. But it ain't your motherfucking Starbucks right. Right? So I'm going to ask you to go home. Little Johnny comes in the next day. Got to work. Same shit. Same shirt on. Manager asks him again, what the hell are you doing? 
Yeah, well, Lil Johnny pops off in the mouth this time. Look, man, I'm, I'm gonna let you go because obviously you can't. You don't even understand what the fuck is going on. You know what I'm saying? Right. There are rules that you have to follow. There are certain ways that you have to act if you want to play for this for this NFL. Right? Motherfuckers ain't got to give you a job. They ain't got to. They don't have to. You can protest the NFL all you want. You can boycott the motherfucker. They don't give a fuck. Right. That little demographic that, they, that they're missing because Colin Kaepernick's not in the NFL, they don't miss that shit. They don't give a fuck about that shit. Right. Right. You know, you know, you know exactly what that was, man. And again, this is business. You know exactly what the fuck that was. That was the NFL saying, you know what? We, we, we crucified the kid long enough. Shit, give him a chance to come back and leave. We know he can play. So let's let's get, let's do a workout with him. Let, let everybody see he can still throw the yeah. ball. And let's let's give him an opportunity to get back in here. All right. Now, do they do it for their own personal benefit? Probably so, because they know that their ratings gonna go right back through the roof. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't like they, they dwindle, but they just gonna get that much higher because Colin Kaepernick is back in the league. Yeah. So they gave him opportunity. Right? They gave him opportunity. And in my mind, he blew it. I don't know what else to say. In my mind, he fucking blew it. I, I, because, like I said, I, I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to do anymore. I don't know. I don't know what, what he's trying to prove in him at this point, right? I don't know what you're trying to do no more, right? But you, but you, right? You want to do you, you want to do you want to do this, that, and the third, but you still want to play in the NFL, right? Yeah. If it's about social injustice, look, the NFL's already wronged you, so you took a settlement from the NFL. Because of what happened, you took a settlement that was a, a, a crazy amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. You took that settlement. If it was so big, if you were so big and you were so down with the cause and whatever, you'd have been like, I don't want that. I want to play football in the NFL again. Right. I don't want your, I don't want your settlement money. I don't want your hush money. But that's basically what it was. The NFL was like, man, shut the fuck yeah. up. Here, here's 80 million. Yeah, here's, here's 80 million dollars. Shut the fuck right. up. You know what I'm saying? Like, but no, no, I want to play football. Okay. Right. Well, if you want to play football, if you want to play football, if you want to work here, hey, exactly. You gotta, you got you got you got you got you know what I'm saying. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do what we do. You know what I'm saying. Winning wrong. I mean, that's basically what it amounts. Winning exactly. wrong. You do what the fucking wrong. Exactly. Do. And he ain't doing what the wrong. Because I think, I think at this point, I think at this point, he, it, it, not okay. saying this is how he's thinking, but how he's presenting it. It's almost like his mind is split between: do I want to, do I want to play in the NFL, or do I, do I want to stick it to the NFL? And you can't have right. both. You can't have both. And by right. the way, you you bring up a good point that I think it's hard for a lot of people who are really, really, really down with Cap. And we're not saying we're not we're not supporting him. We get what he's doing on that end. Yeah, exactly. That part of it, we're with right. him one hundred percent. We're talking about the football part of it. That's it. The football yes. part of it. Yes. The problem is he has through this process. He has had three major victories. Number one. He absolutely positively got his message out and created help is, is helping create change because of it. That's number one. Number right. two, he right. actually got the anthem policy changed. You can choose to stay in the locker room now. That wasn't a yeah, thing before, right. and that happened because of him. Right. And then number three, mm-hmm. he received compensation for what was to, to be to believe some sort of blackballing, uh, receiving a grievance. Uh, being denied employment so in technically he received the victory for that it's not like they said fuck you you know get it in blood get right. it in blood and we'll see you right. later exactly. he got the money right. so he had three major victories from the point from when he last played until now he's got a nike right. sponsorship deal as a 
non-playing athlete. Think about that. He is a Nike, and nobody. By the way, nobody knows the terms of that agreement. And here's the other rumblings about this that I bring up, and I don't know this. Is, I don't know if this is true, but I wouldn't be surprised. Apparently, another discrepancy about the whole um, workout in Atlanta was that Nike wanted to come shoot something. And the NFL was like, mm. you're not about to make us a propaganda no. machine. Right, right. So exactly. I'm not saying right. that's true, but at the same time, I wouldn't right. be surprised because I know what they're trying no. to do with him. I know what they're trying to do with that brand. Mm-hmm. See, shoe companies like Nike, K-Swiss is doing something with Gary Vaynerchuk. A lot of these brands, mm-hmm. or you see with like Kanye and Adidas, a lot of these brands, Kevin right. Hart has his own Nikes. A lot of these brands are now getting behind public figures, influencers. You may right. not even be an athlete right. or even that good of an athlete. Right. You know what I mean? And right. like, and now, and so now we got all of the way. Now, what it comes down from to to the NFL perspective is this: assets versus liabilities. You hear me talk about it. You hear Jamie talk about it in life and business. That's We're it. talking business: assets right. versus liabilities. <clears throat> if Colin Kaepernick were the talent level of a Patrick Mahomes, he would have been signed. This would be a joke. He would have been signed a month after the whole thing happened. But the problem is because Colin Kaepernick is good enough to be in the league, but not good enough to dominate in the league, now he becomes an issue. Now you say, okay, yeah, he can be in the league, but is he worth the aggravation? That's when you start having that conversation. He's not a top 10 quarterback. Even if he's in the league now, he's not. He's not. But he's good enough to play. He's good enough to come oh, yeah, in and yeah, start, yeah, yeah. but he's yeah. not. He yeah. is not yeah. Brady, Breeze, Rogers, Wilson, mm. Lamar Jackson. He's not on that level. Right. And when you're on that right. level, it's bro. You already know. It's the same reason why people are still calling Antonio Brown. This dude is knee deep. This yeah. dude is knee deep in civil suits. Yeah. But I'll be damned if he can't yeah. catch a big ball. It's, it's it's the it's the same reason why Vontaze Burfick was still employed by the NFL Correct. after he motherfucking damn tried to decapitate thirty thousand people Correct. on the football. He could still play at a high because, level because the motherfucker can play ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, well, you know what, man? Just to be completely honest about it, you know what I'm saying? Again, like I said, I don't. I just I'm confused. I don't know what the fuck Kaepernick is trying to do. Yeah, and point. then yeah, and the then he go and then he goes and speaks to the media and says, "Quit." He he literally says, "Quit running. I'm ready to play." Well, it's like. Bro, at this point, you can't. You've made your point. Every, everybody's every, everybody who knows what's up is with you on what you were what you were kneeling for, what you believe in. We're with yes, you, sir. but now on the football point, right. what are you trying to prove now? They're not they're right. not denying you playing football. You're not able to play right. in the NFL, but you can still play football. So it's like right. And that, that was, it's always been a point I've made too. I'm like, damn, if you really want to play football, I'm pretty sure you can go to Canada. And, and XFL is about to start. You know like the you know XFL I mean? is like, about to start. You are you not? You know what I'm saying? Are you, you, are you trying to play football, or are you just trying to? You know, he he just wants shit his way. Exactly. And that's the way I look at it. He he wants everything yeah, his he, way. He, you know what as, as the analogy said, you he he want he wants to work at Starbucks, but he he wants he wants to wear his own merchandise, and it's like. But right, you want to work at Starbucks. Exactly, right. it's, it's not Colin. It's not. It's not exactly. the Colin Kaepernick Football League. It's you want to play in the NFL, right. and you made progress with the NFL. Yeah. You got basically, basically, if the Colin Kaepernick thing doesn't happen, I don't even think this whole Jay Z thing happens. To be honest with you, like think about how much influence that had, and you're still. And- oh, you tr- tr- trust me when I say, and I said it when I first when I when it first happened when I first heard about the workout. I said, I, you can bet your ass that Jay Z has something to do with this, All right? You can bet your ass that Jay-Z has something to do with this. And it's crazy because, you know, like, black people, everybody's so fucking woke. You know what I'm saying? They so quick to call somebody Uncle Tom or a tap dancer or right. a woo, woo, woo. 
Now, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of them out there, but I got to I, I got into, into a couple arguments with people when Jay-Z came on board the NFL. I was like, that man is a fucking hustler, right? He's a hustler, he's a businessman, and he understands, and I said on the podcast, that the only way to take down the Carter, which if y'all don't know what the fucking Carter is, you know what I'm saying? Go rent, uh, go go to fucking one of these, one of these streaming sites and look at New Jack City, because that's what the NFL is when Nino Brown had that thing pumping. NFL is the Carter. And the only way for the cops to get into the Carter was that motherfucking pookie. You know what I'm saying? They had to get inside. And that's what Jay-Z's doing. He's inside now. So I promise you he has something to do with that. And I bet you, I bet you, <laughs> when, when Colin Kaepernick, they tried to move the shit and he refused to sign that shit, I bet Jay-Z was like... Oh yeah, no, Jay, no, Jay, Jay-Z, Jay-Z went like this because you know he, you know he, he's cut people off, especially cats that used to be signed to him. Right, I guarantee so Jay-Z went like, like this. He's like that. I did my part. That's he's it. Like, I, right. I can't. What, what else can I yeah. fucking do at this point? You know what I'm saying? Fool. Like, I, 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 he ain't want to just come out and be like, "Look, nigga, I got you to fucking work out." Like, come on, bro. You want to play ball again? We trying to make it happen, but you. Can't be this yeah, dude. Jay Z was sit Jay Z is probably sitting with a team of people at, at Rock Nation offices, LA or New York, depending on where he was at. And then when he when he when they, when he got the call from a, a Caps rep, he's probably mm-hmm. like he, he he probably just he probably just went like this. All right, man, and he hung up the phone, and that was it. Yeah, right, that right, was right, it. Right. That was it. <laughs> right. You know, you know, like, you know, when you, when, you, when, you, when you're talking to somebody and you, and you hear them say that and they hang up on you, like, oh shit, they're they're hot. Right. They're hot. He just look. Jay, Jay was sitting there with his. He's sitting there with his. He's sitting there with a pen and say, "Ah, fuck!" He's just threw a fucking pen in the sky. <laughs> they were like, "What happened?" Jay was wrong. He turned. He turned the news on. Right, real, real, like, real quick before we before we get to our, our rapid fire uh, half week savage picks. Gun, gun to your head. Call it, does, does Cap ever play in the NFL again? I think I think teams are gonna take a chance on him. You see, after all that, it's still I think, think I, it's, it's still gonna happen. I, I, and I and I and I think it's out of necessity, right? Because the quarterback situation in the NFL is real shit. Right true. Now. I mean, it's, it's it's really bad. You know what I'm saying? It, I mean, it ain't been this bad in years. It's like you got elite. Yep. You got a couple of a couple of really good, and you got yeah trash. You know what I'm saying? So you know, so Cap can come in and be really good for a team. You know, when he's still a dual threat, he still can run, throw the ball. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I think, I think, I think two or three teams right now is is, is in their war rooms. And they contemplate. They're like, look, sign this dude. You know, it's, it's some discussions going on behind the scenes right now. I, yep. I agree. I think when it all comes down to, I think he ultimately he ultimately gets a gig. Hey, my kitties are basically probably going to be out with Stafford. He got, he got diagnosed for six weeks. We got Jeff Driscoll in there, who's actually doing surprisingly decent. I even know who the third stringer is. Uh, hey, if Cap ends up on the kiddies, I won't even be mad. I mean, I'm not going to say he's going to play right away because he he's still going to learn the playbook. But listen, you know, hey, listen, he he he'll he'll be a viable asset for whatever team he goes to. Sorry, it yeah. is what it is. he can play ball. Yeah. The man can still do. His I agree. Thing, so. I agree. Well, yes, speak, speaking of still being able to do our thing, oh, we're doing a special edition yeah, of yeah. Savage Picks. We're picking some afternoon games, oh, the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. But please, we got to see how we did, and we'll get. To the, all of that mm. shit right after the special advertisement announcement. You are listening to JB and Benny Blue Review. We'll be right back, bitches. You. So, reviewers, this episode of the JB and Benny Blue Review podcast is brought to you by our fine sponsors. 
starting with Brave New Urban. Brave New Urban is the design studio with the entrepreneur in mind. Visit bravenewurban.com to learn about their web design and logo design services, or just simply look at the great work they lace us with on our new logo and branding. That's right. Go to bravenewurban.com and use promo code THEREVIEW and get 30% off your first project. Go to bravenewurban.com and use promo code THEREVIEW to get 30% off your first project. And of course, we are brought to you by Pacific Home Buyers. Have you inherited a home or property? Are you going through pre-foreclosure? Pacific Home Buyers helps homeowners in all 50 states get cash. That's right, cash for their homes. And their deals close within 7 to 14 business days. Visit packhomebuyers.com, that's P-A-C-homebuyers.com, or call 323-963-3417, that's 323-963-3417, for more information on how they can help you get cash for your home today. Woo! Let's go. Five, four, three, two, one. Reviewers, we are back. Thank you so much for rocking with us on a little bit longer, but excellent quality uh segment that I know you got a lot out of um because there's there, you know what I'm saying there's there's some crazy things happening that are Jamie that, that are trying to they're 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 trying the de- the devil is trying to draw us away from mm. the greatest game on planet earth and god damn it we won't let him no no fuck the bullshit no no we've come too far for them to tear us down god damn it no sir fuck that bullshit you know what I'm saying? JB and Benny Blue Review will never let you down. You know what I'm saying? And no. be sure to follow us no. at JB and Benny Blue, uh, JB and Benny Blue Review.com. And uh, yeah, subscribe, follow us, five star rate us wherever you get your podcast. We are there. Um, so get at us. Um, now, without further ado, we're going to jump right into it because damn it, we got some foosball to talk about in week 11. Mm-hmm. We got to see. How we did in week 10. Savage picks. And with a drum roll, please. Let it roll. JB is at 77, 70, and 1. But oh, the Blue Dini's holding on to a slim but strong lead at 80, 67, and 1. Let's ah. recap it real quick. Got it done against the, uh, the Chargers there. <laughs> Uh, the kiddies <laughs> fucked it off with backup Jeff Driscoll against the Bears. Uh, the Rams oh. book out. <laughs> the match the fucking bungles out. Brownies uh, surprised the uh, Bills get it done. Titans beat the Chiefs. The Falcons went into the big gumbo bull baby and they beat the fucking Saints. The Jets beat the Giants. The Bucks beat the Cards. The Finns beat the Cardinals. By the way, I'm saying it this way because we picked all of those wrong. Uh, the Packers bounced back and they beat the Black Cats, mm-hmm. Jamie's former employer. The Steelers got it done before losing here this past week. Word, uh, word, word. Uh, JB, turns out um, the way we set up last week, reviewers, if you got, um, you know, if you got a place to stay anywhere in the great, greater Los Angeles or Phoenix area, we both bet the house of the, ooh, we <laughs> them Cowboys, and now we're both homeless. Oh, Goddamn. Mr. You like that. And and there went down to Jerry's world and got it done. And then JB picked correctly the Squawks in a hell of a game, maybe game of the year candidate. JB uh, Squawks against the Niners. What Definitely did you see, very what did you see from the what, what's going What's going on with the Squawks? Can they Can they make a run at your beloved NFC West division? See, here's the thing with the Seahawks, man. They're playing the type of football that they played the last time they won the Super Bowl, and that's scary. Ooh. And and they're and they're heating up and they're peaking at the right time. They're running the football. 
They're big chunk plays down the field because of the success that they're having running the ball, and their defense is flying around. And make no mistake, now San Francisco is a good football team, and that's why the outcome of the game was what it was. They went out to the wire. That's exactly why you got what you got. You got two good football teams, probably two of the best football teams in the NFL at this point, both representing the NFC West. And so, shit, I mean, but that's what they're doing right now. They're playing that type of football. And it's, it's, it's scary to me, man. It's dangerous. It's, it's really scary to me, you know, to watch them. It's like a fucking, it's like a snowball rolling downhill, right? Oh, you just watch. Pete Carroll you just, snowball. You just wearing watch, fucking horizons right, and shit. Right, them, them big-ass shoes you got to look like snowball. <laughs> but it, that motherfucker is rolling downhill, and it's like, it's, they get to the point where it's going to be hard to stop them, man. So they're just getting better and better. Uh, with the acquisition of, uh, of Josh Gordon, just like the rich just keep fucking getting richer and, and, and they just they making shit happen, man. It's old shit. They, they, it's fun to watch, man. It really is. I know it's, it's hard for me because, you know, my, 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 the gang, you know what I'm saying? The gang, you know what I'm saying? The NFC West. But we, we know where we at right now. We know what we got going on. So it's just fun to watch. It's fun to watch teams progress and pick up steam and gain momentum in January. I'm not January. Fucking November was the time to do it. Right. Right. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're – Shit, man. I mean, they they're I feel like I feel like they're a team that based on their 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 scheme and their culture that their defense o- over the remaining weeks of the season is going to catch up to where they're going to be at with with the offense. Cuz listen, right. I mean, shit. Russell Wilson, I mean, you be you be you be hard-pressed other than other than Lamar. I mean, I think to me, I think I think it's a, it's a two-man race at this point cuz I oh, think yeah. I think Mahomes yeah. I think Mahomes has missed too much time. I'll say it three, man, because we got to put Christian McCaffrey in there. And then with Christian McCaffrey, yeah. with Christian McCaffrey being there, you got to put David Cook in there because of the numbers they're putting up. So, you know, uh, coming in, coming in yeah. third and fourth, coming in, coming in at a strong third and fourth. But you're, you're exactly right what you're saying. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's fucking, you know, it's like that, that, that game at the fair when you're shooting water in that fucking hole and the horses is going, right. you know what I'm saying? So right now, yeah, so right now you got, you got Lamar, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and Wes. Uh, and Russ, man, just going at it, man. So again, it's fun to watch. It's super fun to watch, man. Exactly. We'll take take taking this shit to the carnival because Lord knows this shit is crazy. Oh, without further ado, wow. motherfuckers, it is time for Week Eleven NFL Savage Picks. Cue that motherfucking music. Let's go right now. Right now. Uh, starting off with uh, our savage pick on Thursday Night Football, which again, follow us at JB and Benny Blue on Instagram. You'll get that pick. You can tell us and let us know who you got. Right. And uh, apparently, we both uh, picked wrong, although it was a hell of a fireworks that we talked about in the first segment. We both picked the Steelers, who've been playing some good ball. Mike Tom's getting them right, who uh, fucked it off uh, to the Brownies, just keeping it to the game. What did you see? What? So, what happened? What were the major things that you saw that got the Brownies back on track to win by a couple damn scores? What I think, the fuck happened? I think the Browns just came out and just did what they should have done. They played strong defense, and that's what they're built for. And then play solid offense, not, not trying to do too much, right? Right. You know, just because you have all these fucking weapons on offense doesn't mean that you got to throw the ball down the fucking field 35 times a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, there there's so many ways that you can be creative. There's so many things you can do because you have all these weapons. And I think that's... The part of figuring it out with Freddie Kitchens and offense is like you have to figure out the, the best way for your team to be successful and stop trying to make the play into what everybody else wants you to do because of what they were looking at your roster. I think they did that. Yeah. And plus, and plus, and plus, plus the Steelers' offense is not that fucking prolific, right? And 
Exactly. The Browns was exploring that shit. They made them, you know, they made everybody see it. Like, hey, these motherfuckers ain't real, that, that real, so watch this shit. We're going to expose them. Rudolph is still a young quarterback. He shows signs of greatness at times, you know what I'm saying? Just like Allen for um, the Panthers and, uh, you know, like like Mitch you did when he was playing with the Jags, you know what I'm saying, before Nick Foles came back. They're showing signs of greatness. They're still young quarterbacks in this league. And none of them are stars, right? They don't have that flash, right? So Rudolph doesn't have that. He's a solid quarterback, can be a solid quarterback in this league for a long time. But the Browns were like, we're not going to let this motherfucker beat us, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, real right. shit. Right. Yeah, I, I saw I saw I saw some more confidence in the play calling rather than trying to force the ball to the playmakers. They right. definitely got the run game and more consistent with go. giving it to Chubb. Uh, Baker was finally able to chill the fuck out a little bit and find his playmakers in soft spots in the zone. And JB, they finally fucking finally made some goddamn plays in the red zone. It was ugly at times, and, and but they made some right, plays in the red time. zone. And here's another thing. You know, you can do all these things, and everything is a lot better when your defense is stopping the run on the opposite side. And that's exactly what the Browns' defensive line did. They did a great job. The front seven for the Browns did an amazing job. And when they did try to throw the ball down the field between Greedy and Ward and their safeties, those guys had everything on lock. So shout out to the Browns, man. I think they're, they're, they're it's, it's about figuring out who you are. You know, fuck what ESPN wants you to be, and fuck what ESPN say on paper you're supposed to be all this, because ESPN's fault that we're on the Browns' dick anyway. Because they wouldn't right. stop talking about the motherfuckers. So they hyped them up. They sold them you know, up the river. And they had work to do. It's not that easy. You know what I'm saying? There's no such thing as a super team in the NFL. Sorry. It's not. Right. You, you can have a super team in basketball. Hell, you can have a super team in baseball. Hockey. You know what I'm saying? Like soccer. All other sports. All of the big time sports which cannot build a super team in football. Because the cohesion has to be there. You have to put a plan together that fits your team. And if you don't, then you see what the Browns. That, that's why you see inconsistency. That's why you see the inconsistency. You know, so they're, they're here, they're there, they're here, they're there. That's why you see it because they're not figuring out the best for them. At this right. point, at this exactly. point, two games, one, they're starting to figure it out. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Well, speaking speaking of a team uh, that's uh, near and dear to uh, Dr. Jeremy Bridges, as you can see in his background, draped up and dripped out in the Bird Gang. It is the Bird Gang uh, taking the flight to the Big Bell Bottom. Uh, for the afternoon game, the line wow. is 10 for the Niners at home. The disrespect. I know, the disrespectful line. I would actually would probably take the line in favor for the cards to keep it close. Uh, they are looking at Chase Edmonds, Jonathan Bullard are out, and then you're looking at Justin Murray, T-Sizzle, uh, Zach Kerr, and Tremaine Brock, all questionable. For the Niners, uh, you got Joe Staley, uh, Al Shaer, the, uh, the linebacker are out. Uh, Kittle... Robbie Gold, Matt Breda, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Mostert, Dante Pettis, and Witherspoon are all questionable. So they're banged up on the Niners. Did the did the, did the Niners end up fucking one off and dropping one to your bird game? I said it after we played them at home. I said we're gonna beat the 49ers in Santa Clara, and we're gonna beat the 49ers in Santa Clara. I don't give a fuck if it's by three points, one point, two point. We're gonna beat them today. You're exactly right. They're gonna fuck it off. Uh, all we had to do from the last game, all we had to do from the last game was play better defense. That's all we had to do, right? That's all we had to do. And I think Cliff Kingsbury and 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 little, and little man and and an offense figuring out what's best for us. Like we saw about the Browns, that's what we're at as well. We're trying to figure out what's best for us at this point. We're trying to figure out our identity, who we're gonna be, and the things we're gonna do well. 
San Francisco knows that. And everybody knows that San Francisco knows that. And everybody at this point knows what San Francisco's going to do. We just got to play better defense. My cards get it done today in a fucking bar, a bar brawl, all right, in the big belt. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the cards as well. I don't know what it is about. There's something kind of in the air, JB, with a really good team starting to kind of fuck it off. And uh, I'm gonna take the cards due to some. Uh, you know, I think that you know the Niners probably could have played a little bit better ball if they had. You know, if they just had some of their their playmakers from last week. And I think even though they're listed as questionable, I think right now. They're in the period where they may they may drop one or two to be able to get healthy right. to get to the point where they can make a run. I think right. we're kind of in that that zone, and I right. do think the cards go up there and play them tough. You know what I'm saying? Barroom brawl, yeah. couple bottles smash like oh, Roadhouse, yeah. without a doubt. And uh, yeah. I think I think the Bird Gang does get it done. Look, the 49 is going to go ten to six. You know what I'm saying? Easy. You know what I'm saying? Ten to six, eleven to five, easy. You know what I'm saying? They're going to lose some games down the stretch. Because of one, like we talked about injury and then people figuring out what they're doing. I'm saying 12 and 4. 10 and 6, they have to fuck off a lot. Cause well, well, see, well, see, here's the thing. They're going to, like, people, it's, it's, it's midway through the season, baby. People start to figure you out, right? You know, they start to figure you out. You know, great, you know, great things happen, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, hey, okay. People start to figure you out. And then then you have to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, well, now what can we do to, to you know, help ourselves progress again? Exactly. Okay. So yeah, I mean, no, I think I think you're right, and there's there's certainly more tape from what the you know what Arizona can take advantage of from the their meeting there in the desert, and we we're both taking the cards on the road. All right, moving on. It's the AFC matchup. It's the Bungles mm. taking on the Raiders. The Raiders in the black hole, and the line is a. Disrespectful, disrespectful for the Raiders at home. I'm not doing the injury report. Don't even do the it. Win, sir. The Raiders win because one, they're at home. All right, it started to become more and more of a reality that the Raiders next year will not be in Oakland. The fans are getting crazier and crazier. Fucking Chucky's got the team rolling. They're playing really good defense and they're playing hardball offense. Nothing fancy, flushing in the mouth type shit. They'll be six and four after the day. The Bengals will be on ten. Worst team in the NFL. Raiders keep coming. Correct. Uh, I am also taking the Raiders as well. The Bungles are officially in tanking for Tua mode and get well soon. Prayers up to Tua. Get well uh, soon. He, he took a he took a nasty one. We're not look. Him, we're so. not we're not tanking for Tua anymore. They're bobbing for Burrow. Right. Oh, <laughs> bringing the Ohio kid bobbing. That's what they're doing hey, at this point. At this point, they're bobbing for Burrow because Tua. Hey, like you said, get well soon, Big Daddy. But uh, at this point, you know who knows if he's gonna play football next year. That's true, and hey, you know, Burrow, Burrow coming home, coming home to uh, Ohio. Although, I mean, you know, shit, Chase Young might be out there too. But if they, if they're, if they're gonna make that move from Andy Dalton, it might right. be Burrow, it might be, uh, might be two up. He's ready, but we'll see. So we're both, we're both picking the Raiders at home. Oh, this one, I feel like this one is gonna be sneaky good. It's the Pats, dude, at JB's drafting team, the E A G L E S Eagles. The line is four and a half for the Pats on the road. Injury report. Patrick Chung, Damian Harris are out. Ebner, Lacoste, Zawelski, Danny Schoen, and John Simon all banged up for the Eagles. It's Nigel Bradham, Alshon Jeffrey, and young mini-mite himself, Darren Sproles, out. Followed by uh, Jordan Howard is listed as questionable. What do you think? Poss- possible trap game for the Pats, dude? 
I honestly believe that he was going to win this game. Right? And I believe it wholeheartedly. And I believe it because I think that the Eagles make more big plays on offense than the Pats. We know that the Pats' offense is not very prolific at this point. We know that it's kind of weird. But, but, young boy from Arizona out here, Nikhil Harris, is playing this week. All right, he is active, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he was the one they put on IR early in the year yeah. to, to bring him back. He's active. Uh, they have a Muhammad Sanu. Uh, they're going to be, and Tom Brady has challenged his offense, right? When the old man speaks, everybody listens. All right, with all that being said, I think the Patriots get the win. I know I said I felt oh. like I know I said I felt like the Eagles were gonna win it. I just taught myself. Oh. I just taught I myself that one. into getting into realizing that the Pats is gonna win this game. They're gonna win this game, and I, and, I, and, I, and it's gonna be on the defense. I think that they're gonna pick off uh, Young Carson twice, maybe one for a touchdown. But I think that the Patriots get the job done in Philly. Trust when I say, man. Uh, if I can watch it, I'll be watching. I got my my, my, my the bird game is on right now. Right. But if, if, yeah. if there's some way I can see this game, oh yeah, we're gonna be watching that too. Oh yeah, you might you might you might have to scream that from the phone <laughs> to the computer. Yes, that, sir. That, that's gonna be a hot one. Yes, yeah, sir. I mean you said it you've you said it ever since we started this fine recording that you're 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 not picking against young Tommy Brady. And uh I think the Eagles play him tough. It is you can't discount the must win factor in where they're at because they're five and four. The 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 division is still up for grabs. All right. I think I think I think the Packers slide away with one. I think they slide away. It's, they're good, but the Eagles are going to make it very, course, very difficult. Of course, like, very Link, difficult. Look, the link going to be rocking. It's a, it's a beautiful fucking day. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's fucking what two twenty four. It's four twenty five over there. Sun's getting ready to go down. It's a little chilly. It's great football weather now. All right, AccuWeather says it's going to be forty three degrees. Not a cloud in the sky. Beautiful city. Exactly. Beautiful, beautiful city of Philly. It's going to be rocking now. Yep, and hey, we're, we're both uh, we're both taking the uh, pass and going there and get the job done. All right, it's two NFC teams in the Sunday night game that are going through some struggles that need a win. It's the Bears, you know what I'm saying, and against the Rams, and the line is six for the Rams at home. Mm-hmm. Taking a look at the injury report, you have Trey Burton, Isaiah Irving, Danny Trevathan, Adam Shaheen are out, and David Montgomery, the running back, banged up. For the Rams, you got Brandon Cooks, you got Havenstein, you got Darius Williams are all out. Uh, Gerald Evans, the tight end. Higby, the tight end. Goddamn, they're fucking, they're fucked up at tight end. And Johnny Munt, all three tight ends are listed as questionable. Bears at Rams. Who gets their shit back on track, Mr. Bridges? L.A. All right, L.A. going to take this one, man. Uh, I, I think that L.A.'s defense has been been kind of talked bad about, you know, and because and rightfully so, they really haven't been doing very well. I mean, their record speaks for itself. They're 5-4. Uh, Jared Goff's not been playing very well, not a high level. Todd Gurley has been kind of disappointing this year. Their offensive line is complete trash. But here's the great thing. The Bears' defense has fallen. They just fell off like, just completely fell off. Like, Eddie Kane Jr. and fucking the final heartbeat. Like, they, they, done, <laughs> they done completely fell off, bro. So it's like, the Rams, I feel like they're going to have an offensive explosion in this game. Something that they hadn't had in the last shit, the last fucking four weeks, basically. They're going to have an offensive explosion against the Bears. The Bears fall 4-6, and their their worlds continue. Yeah, I think um, to me this is, to me this is this is a home and away game. I'm taking uh, the Rams at home. They they need they need the win, and I think they're going to you know put just enough pressure on a risky risky mm. Trubisky. Uh, he is risky. Make some 
Yeah, very risky uh, to get those fuck ups. Um, and yeah, I'm taking the Rams at home as well. All right, finally, it's it's the Chiefs at the L.A. San Diego Carson San Antonio Reedley Bakersfield Vegas Walla Walla Washington fucking Chargers Walla Walla. But wait, oh, they're in Mexico Mexico City at, at the Estadio Azteca in the Ciudad de Mexico is the Mexico City game. Uh, and the line is four for the Chiefs. Um, and the injury report, you have Bell, you have Agba, you have Okafor out. Kendall Fuller and Damian Williams are questionable for the Chargers. Uh, Tevi's out. Uh, Justin Jackson, uh, Davis, Russell Okung, and Teamer, and Maza all questionable for the Chargers. Chiefs at Chargers. Do the Chiefs start getting their shit together now that Mahomes is back? Janky ass Chargers. Mexico City. Chiefs defense still questionable. Iffy, iffy, iffy. All right. Those three components add up to the Chargers still a win for the Kansas City Chiefs in Mexico City. Estadio Azteca, right? We'll see. We'll witness the Chiefs get their ass whooped by the Chargers. Man, oh god, damn it! You know, it's one of those. You you may you're you're like a good defense attorney that makes a hell of a fucking closing <laughs> statement. But just what? due to firepower, I'm gonna take the Chiefs. I do think they're gonna play down to the Chargers' bullshit. Um, but goddamn, if I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. It's oddly enough of of our picks this week, the first one that we're going a different way on. I am gonna take the Chiefs. Uh, I can see both scenarios playing out. You know, I think Mahomes needed a week or two to kind of okay. You got you got course, fucked yeah, up. Yeah. Get it get it back together. Right. Um, I just think it's gonna be it's just it's just gonna for what the shootout could be. It's just gonna be too much. I think for the Chargers to handle. And even though we are doing an abridged version of Savage Picks Week Eleven, I still have to pick my kitties win, lose, or draw. So either way it goes, they take the L, take the Alpha, take the W, take the W. But we ain't gonna get rid of that just because. We ain't picking it in real time. But that's fine, baby, because we got in our picks this week, so we'll see who's right, who's wrong, who's both right, who's both wrong. That's it, reviewers. Our patented bye week is going to be next week, so we'll see you in a couple weeks. We're going to put up some stuff for you guys to check out for for what you guys can do to help us grow our fine podcast. And JB, since we are going to be off for a week, what do you want to share with the reviewers before we get out out of body here and enjoy the rest of our foosball Sunday? Oh, man, same thing, man. Uh, High energy, you know what I'm saying? Like... High vibrations, like be nice, be kind. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mr. Rogers vibe. You know what I'm saying? Tap. Show love, give respect, you get respect. That's kind of how I gotta be. You get respect, and people don't respect you back. Fuck. All right, don't waste your energy on it. All right, the viewers out there, we love y'all. Y'all been rocking us forever. If you wanna fuck with us, you wanna highlight us, you wanna check us out. Social media, we got at JB and Benny Blue. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, fucking Facebook, all that shit. Uh, hit us up on our email. Uh, at JB and Benny Blue, JB and Benny Blue, at gmail.com. All right, for past episodes and all that good shit. All right, we on every streaming site that you can possibly fucking imagine. Okay, hit us up. iTunes, five star reviewers, you know what I'm saying? Let's know what's going on. Uh, we got a phone number you can hit us up if you want to talk to us. What's that phone number, Benny? That's a savage hotline, 818 850 2804. Who Mike Jones, 818 850 2804. 
And that's it. JB and Benny Blue Review Podcast at JB and Benny Blue. JB and Benny Blue Review.com. That's our viewers. Uh, we're going to go enjoy our bye week. We'll be back. Oh, yeah. don't you worry. Yeah. We'll be back. Yeah. yeah. Until next time, reviewers, we are out. Yeah. <sighs> Mondays just became Mondays. Mondays just got more exciting. Powerball now draws three days a week. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim. <sighs> Mondays just became Mondays. Mondays just got more exciting. Powerball now draws three days a week. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.